What's up? up, guys? What's up, everybody? And welcome back to the Classic Quest podcast. This is the show where we talk about the hip hop albums track by track, going through them. Albums like Fathers, Young Hot Ebony 2. Um, and yeah, today that's what we're going to talk about Fathers, Young Hot Ebony 2. Going to go through all the songs on it. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. My name is Chris Chrome. What up, guys? What up, everybody? Glad to have you here with us on the live, uh, the twitch.tv slash behind that suit for those of you who see this in the future, where we will actually hear the songs of Young Hot Ebony 2 by Father. And then in the future, y'all will just watch us cut and we're going to cut that part out because the copyright laws be what they be. Um, so on that note, we do like to start off all of our reviews contextualizing how it is we came to be talking about this particular artist because y'all who watch this in the future may wonder that fair enough chris how did you discover father what do you know about him ahead of time it was a thursday and we haven't picked a classic quest mm. so i went hold in what are we doing for classic quest given i should have checked and saw i saw there was nothing except for a triple x tentacion which, which was a re-release of a bunch of shit because there were songs we had reviewed on that project. And I said, wait a second, I've already reviewed these songs. I'm not sure I want to do this album. So then I was like, you know what? I'll check in a minute. And then Holden does what Holden does and goes, not nah, we got one. And then there's father on my in my DM and there's a link to YouTube. And then I played it and it was fire. And I was like, this is going to be an interesting review. And that was my introduction to father. All right, yeah. So here's how it went. I went to my little Googles and I said, album releases tw June 2022. <laughs> And then at some point you come to the hip hop ones. If you like look through double XL and stuff, either way, I came across father because I was not enthused with the options before me in terms of what I felt would make a compelling review. And then I listened to the first track and I said, oh, this is interesting. And I sent it to Chris. And that is the full extent of my knowledge ahead of time coming into this. So we can consider this judging a book by its cover. And then we go into the contents because a lot of times it doesn't even go deeper than that. Um, but father, if you see this and you want to do an interview, holla. That's all I'm trying to say. Um, what do you think about the cover and the title? I, I don't know. I, I think the cover is kind of cool. It's just a black and white cover of a kid. And I guess it has some representation with like him being the father and being like, like kind of speaking on this uh young hot ebony too i feel like that's just we're gonna talk about a black kid's life uh and how he kind of goes through it like I, I didn't really get like much from it it's kind of very straightforward when you look at the photo and the name like mm. yeah to me at least that's fair i don't know anything about father but i really like the name I know he's from Atlanta is the most I got from that. I looked mm. at this picture of this kid and he does not look happy. Not a happy looking kid. That's what I'm left with from the cover. But I also like that it's just this this facial expression. And then mixed with the title Young Hot Ebony 2. And then you're left with like, does that mean hot? Like y'all live in some 
crime shit or is that hot like attractive or is that like hot like on fire like we accomplishing the world or is that like repping a culture it's so ambiguous that it's such an interesting title i mean ebony part's pretty clear and the young part's pretty clear but the hot part could go in so many different directions that you have no fucking idea where this project is going if you just look at it like that and then it's a two so we know it's a sequel but i don't know about the first one either and uh yeah that's about all i had with it but that look in this kid's eyes is serious like there's a pain like this the sadness this like the way the black and white picturesque is edited to just kind of give this like like you know it almost looks like when you see those pictures in the charity ads when they're trying to like evoke emotional responses so you fully empathize with the pain this kid is going through it kind of has that effect and it makes me feel mm -hmm. like my heartstrings have been tugged upon on that note yeah they were tugged upon they are no longer currently being tugged upon because after you see the pick a couple of times you're a little desensitized to it but they were tugged upon at first um anyway i think we can get into it i don't know what else to really say about the title and cover um like i said i had no expectations coming into this this can be a ride we have in fact listened to the project beforehand for those of you who may be wondering if this is our first listen it's not but am i like a scholar on this project no we just bumping in and sharing what we think so let's talk about chapel hill heists all right chris what do you think about chapel hill heists so i want to start off by saying this like weird like mr rogers neighborhood theme song with like the kind of grimy-esque sound to what like how he's speaking is really cool yeah, so like cool. i had to, <laughs> i had to take a moment on that and i was just like there's this like like when you kind of speak um about like drug bars and like kind of gangster ass bars i'm used to like the, the, the trap music and the heavier drums and the, all this then like to me that's kind of like normal like you get this type of beat we're gonna get this type of shit right but then you got mr rogers neighborhood which is the closest thing i can like relate it to to him being like yo life is hard and i had to like travel and all this shit and it's just like it was so it was so cool to me it was just really cool to me as like an intro um <clears throat> i did think that the song does give like this uh nice introduction to kind of like where we're going uh, i like how he starts off with his basketball reference of being like in the seventh game and like people still kind of hating on him people not believing in him type thing and like how does that make you feel like how 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 is it that you're still going you're still making moves you're still whatever dunking baskets or making lyrics and you know you, people still don't really pay you that respect and that makes you want to like kill them it makes you want to really get into it and I was like, all right, so we're going to get some aggressiveness. And then it just completely changes, which is like super nice. It was like not what I was expecting. And that was really, really cool to me. Um, I found like um, we kind of got a little bit of like where he's from when he was like a family in a station wagon, uh, traveling state to state, going all the way to Staten. It was kind of like I felt like he's giving us like this is kind of I moved around a lot as a kid growing up. Yo, uh, or maybe that's got to point out, out, though, that these genius lyrics are probably not correct. As in, they may be full of mistakes, so bear with us. People on the internet going, y'all didn't listen to it right. Facts. I did not. I'm relying heavily on genius. <laughs> um, fair enough. 
but I did I did enjoy it. Uh, there was where where is it? The um, when he's like Molly Rock, Molly Rock, make a college hottie body rock. I thought that was really cool because like Molly Rock in terms of like the Molly Crystal, like the drug, but then like a play on word of like the Millie Rock, the dance. So like I thought that was kind of cool to me. Um, clearly, and I, I clearly this is gonna be a lot. Of, uh, this is gonna be some cocaine bars. People think that's snow. No, that's coke built up. I built this shit brick by brick by brick, floor built up. Which I like how he's like the when he says floor, it also kind of sounds like flow. So there's that like double entendre of how he like layers his bars and shit like that. Um, <clears throat> I thought it was I thought it was cool. Like I actually just kind of thought it was really, really cool. I just couldn't get past the just the the grimy, serious tone in his voice and the way he presents like the like just I'm a boss. I really do some of this shit like y'all don't really know me. I really do this. And it's just this weird nursery rhyme Rogers theme song thing. It's yeah. just it's crazy. It was crazy. Um, I gave this a four point two on five. Yeah, the beat's kind of ridiculous too. Still, as the production is next level. Plus, like the way they sampled in at the beginning, like they want to doubt you at the beginning, but at the end, it's just like my bitch sticking in yours, my gun's bigger than yours, and all this like flexing where it's like in the yes. middle, you get this context that yo, this guy is really about it, and he has done quite well, regardless to what you may think. It sounds there's a lot of boss bars like running place like John Madden or. I'm not going to lie. I really like that King of the Hill bar because the way he said that, you know, whatever, Bobby Bart, like it sounded like Hank Hill for like a, a half second. You know, what's the word? I'm like, yo, that's ill the way he's using his voice theatrically and the flow just kind of is so airy and it just bounces on it and it feels like his mind is flipping all over and it's this combination of like flexing but also like really clever ideas with the word play. Like I'm in that bitch waiting like Chris Hansen. Like, who the fuck makes, like, to catch a predator bar? I just realized right? who like, Chris Hansen was. Fuck. Like, that's, like, a wildly cool fucking thing. I'm just cross, but look at disappointment. Even that, like, kind of ties into how Chris Hansen fucks around. Like, I'm like, this is, like, really clever shit. And it's really talented. And the production is just so bizarre. Like, I, I don't know that I've heard a lot of beats that are so, I guess, uh, fucking Mr. Rogers I don't know if that's the right term, but it has this airy, happy, kind of silly vibe to it. And then it's just the lyrics just slap you in the face with that flow. Like he is not fucking around, but it's so enjoyable to listen to. And it almost sounds like refreshing <laughs> as fuck. It was a really cool start to this project. I get this a 4.5. I really enjoyed listening to this. Quickly, um, Zelmanella is saying that in the chat, it's look at that shit, son. It's a Grand Canyon. And if that is the line for look at that shit, some Instagram Canyon, I actually kind of like the Instagram Canyon lyric more because I, I think I felt like I heard that. But yo, like the fact that it's like, okay, fake family station wagon going state to state here to stat and look at that shit, some Instagram Canyon, as in like you can't even appreciate the moment. You have to capture it and put it on the Instagram, kind of making it like, you're kind of abiding to the social media way of like, oh, this is what I'm doing. And you can't just appreciate the Grand Canyon in that moment. Like just appreciate the world of its greatness. And then oh, if it's just like one phone. of those doubles where he said it in a way where it could go both ways, it's like mm. it's the Grand Canyon and you're ignoring that because of the Instagram Canyon. 
Facts. I don't facts. know if I, any I, of that's real, but we run in it stills. I just wanted because because he commented, so I, I was like, "Yo, I, I this is what I thought on that." Thank you for reminding me. But yes, we can move on. All right. So the next one's called "What Won't He Do?" Yo, I agree with you. This is super fire. Honestly, like I've never heard a father before, and I feel like I've been sleeping on something that is just really interesting to listen to. Like. There's all these dinglies in this beat. It's got like this horror-esque vibe to it. But more the way he raps this shit is like like you're in a movie or something. And he's like taking on this full-on character role. And in the last one, he approached it in the way he did. But this time, it's like it kind of has that leaned out flow in terms of like that like sonic way it would normally come off except that he's mad sober and it's more like he's just tapped into this vibe and he's using his voice like this instrument like the way he holds it in the middle like the eh, kind of sound he makes there just like he just got fucking so frustrated or caught up in the emotion of what was happening and then he pivots it like this song has this heavy sense of fucking like i'm actually about it and a lot of y'all are not about it. And you see that with like the mask on, mask off. I mean, giving some love to future. I guess if you're in Atlanta, that's like you should give love to the people before you type things. Respect. But then to follow it with like when their masks off, you know, like they completely different people. They don't act the same. Unlike me, where it's like when my masks off, I go even fucking harder. Or I really liked when he said that shit where he's like, she's getting skull fucked, RIP, rip, rip. And I was like, that's fucking fun. Like, he's, like, it's all over, like, this, like, sense of extreme horrorcore that honestly has a bit of, like, that Esham level of extremism built into it mixed with this, y'all be faking this shit, but I be really about it. And simultaneously with this crazy fucking delivery, like, that's the most impressive part of this song is how dynamic and alive and the way it's, like, I know Chris is like like his peas, but like the way he's fitting everything into the pocket, almost feeling like he's a part of the beat himself, is stupid well produced. It's stupidly well made. This shit's like a four point seven five. I mean, just the <clears throat> the thing with his peas is more just like they're very clear. They didn't like. I know sometimes we do reviews and we listen to some music and the peas are like either staticky or whatever, but these sound very like just they have that nice pop to it. And the emphasis on the pop is there, but at the same time, they're also like not bothering in a way. Like it doesn't kind of give you that like a uh, little quick one, two. So that's what I liked about that. Um, I thought this was like a nice follow up to the last track um, with kind of like how you were saying that cinema esque feel to it. Like we're in a movie type thing. It's like with the, cause, cause at the end of this track, right. You have like a kind of a, a copy from like that, that, that gym coach, basketball coach dude telling you like oh don't you want to get this and like you're hungry and all like you're not going to be like smashing that thing and i feel like the first track is him kind of like responding calmly to people and like yo i am better than you i am this i like let like i'm trying to be humble but also be stern and direct and like let you know like yo i will fuck you up type shit and then on this one it's like this is my other side <clears throat> and a lot of this felt like a lot of like horrorcore edge rap where he was just kind of saying like the craziest shit he can think of. Like at one point he was like fucking somebody up and then turning some dude's ass into like a pussy hole and shit like that. And then like he was just like, yo, I've got you've got your people running off love. I've got my people running off drugs and kind of just like these sinful things that like 
you kind of question like, yo, what wouldn't you do? And it's really kind of like, what wouldn't you do to prove that you are who you say you are? What wouldn't you do to really kind of outshow everyone else? And I feel like he does well on this track. Um, I wish there was lyrics just so I can kind of like know kind of what he said and really get a gist of that. Uh, but one thing well, was really like, clear, felt- like when you're listening to it, the lyrics just help us quote it better. Fair enough. Um, <clears throat> I anyway. Uh, one thing though, I did feel was like the beat kind of overpowered his vocals a little bit. Like I found myself getting lost in the beat a bit, but it wasn't like too too bad. Yo, I, I thought that mix was one. wild though. I felt like right. it was on purpose. Like it was done because yo, sometimes people think like that, like quick mix shit that a lot of engineers do, or the like voice is slapped over the beat, blah blah blah, because it's like so commonly approached in underground scenes that that's what it's supposed to sound like but you go to other genres of music and vocals is way deeper in the mix than in hip-hop a lot of the time so like there are other options with like where you place the vocals with it and i think the way he blended his voice with his beat almost feeling like part of the instrumental was fire like to me that shit's fire Mm, i agree i agree um, but yeah, I mean, I left this with like a four on five. To me, it was it was cool. Like it just kind of did what it did. Uh, so the next one is pain spray. Hi, right, Chris. How do you feel about pain spray? Yo, first and foremost, big homage to GTA pain spray. That's the reference. The pay and spray in GTA was the car shop that you could go to if you had like your stars up high and the cops were following you. And if you can get away from them long enough and get to a pay and spray, you can like change up your car and then whoop, nobody knows who you are. Instant, instant ghost. Uh, And then also be like the chop shop type shit and all this stuff. So that is like, that's cool. That's a classic little uh, throwback. And I mean, it fits well with the, with the song, like, the storytelling aspect of the song is really cool. Just even in verse one, like, hey, I mean, you no harm, bitch. Don't don't touch that alarm. Put your wallets and your phone in this bag and lift your arms. I got needs. And he just kind of really paints this picture of like, yo, we really got some shit to do. We really got to go out and get this money. We really got to go out and like, you know, cause some havoc and rob some people. But I think it's more like a commentary of where he lives and kind of like the mentality of how people survive out there. Um, and like, then he kind of ties it with the chorus where he goes like good things to come to those who take it. Cause I ain't got time to wait walking with the AK stick in his face. Real homies take it to the grave. We don't talk to Jake's, which we learned was cops. So it's like this kind of you mentality that was cops. It was very embarrassing. It was on the Nas review. Yes. Um, but like, it's kind of this like ode to mentality of, yo, we ain't got shit. We really ain't got shit and nobody's helping us. So we got to take what's ours and we got to take what we want. Kind of like enforcing that like boss mentality. And I mean, if you play GTA, that's essentially the whole fucking game. You basically do what you want and you go and cause havoc and fucking kill people and take what's like do bounties and shit. So I like how he connected the game with like, the but the song itself like that's just really really cool to me um uh yeah i mean overall i just really liked it i don't really have much about like the the bars themselves i don't really kind of really get the second verse i felt like it was just more like these are just things that are kind of cool um but like overall i thought it was it was hype i gave it a 4.2 
All I know is on that second verse when he said Pimp C came back as me and get the most, not the lesser. I'm like, woof, that's one of my favorite Pimp C verse. That's mm. like from uh, International Players Anthem Part 2. He's like, my bitch a choosy lover never. Anyway, at one point he's like, get the most, not the lesser or whatever. I was like, that's a great line. I appreciate that. Like he's calling out shit with it. I think it's so interesting. He's like, got a legion of Pharrells. All them say is yes, sir. Um, and I'm like, man, I guess you could get to a point where you have this army of people around you that could make beats and shit. I don't otherwise know what the Pharrells line means. Is it like production peoples? I don't know. But I love the way he sounds on his track. And I really enjoyed the overall flexiness of it. Again, like in the first verse, you get this sense of how... I guess much like Grand Theft Auto his life may be and then in the second verse it kind of feels like the spirit of like the greats flowing through him to kind of be in this position of success like I really love the way he uses that yes ad lib um I thought that was well placed like in every on the chorus it's like he's responding to himself and it's affirming it and I'm like we don't talk to the jakes yes and you're like yeah that yes really just seals that lineup and I like the way that the chorus has like this one flow and then he just like doubles the fucking speed of it at the very end of it in this kind of rushed way that sounds super pleasing to my ears um overall i think he rides this great and he's got the same kind of energy he's been bringing this one feels more like standardy like it's this this feels less on the out there-ness on the production side of things it just kind of has more of like a fun vibe to it and i really enjoyed that like it kind of breaks up the project by giving us something maybe more familiar to play with before going on in whatever direction it goes overall i think this one's another 4.5 like it's really enjoyable it's catchy it gets stuck in your head and i'm really impressed with this father project i don't know if it's like a best of every time he drops an album but this is a pretty impressive album so far so let's move on to the flim flam that's fun to say how do you feel about the flim flam I just figured out that FN is the brand and that the FN foul is the assault rifle with the uh, bolt action type thing where you have to keep pulling the trigger to like shoot it. And then the FN 5.7 is actually the FN uh, pistol that they have. I didn't know that. I always just thought that FN was like the the, the gun. So I just always related to that. So that was cool uh, to learn that right now. Um, gun honestly, yeah. Honestly, uh, I, it's, I, I don't know. Like, I just kind of felt like it was, it, it did what it did. I felt like he was like, I can rap like y'all and make a good, like, and not have to do like theatrics and shit. Like, I can kind of do what you do. And that's what I kind of really felt with this. Like, I'm going to make it hot in this bitch. Like, I'm Nelly. Game that I claim, fuck tatter, uh, fucking tatter across my belly. Like, like just kind of flexing, kind of really just like, just turning up in a sense that's that's kind of how i felt like this it didn't really kind of leave me with like a lot what i did like is when he was like i'm about to turn that marriott up into a summer jam claps a bunch of times yeah sounds like a hundred hands and it's like mm, i see what you're doing you clapping cheeks that's the clapping hands that was funny um but like it just it wasn't it wasn't like honestly it wasn't like better than what we've gotten and but it wasn't also worse than what we've gotten it's kind of just carries the project along for me and i was like all right this is this is cool like i'm i'm might actually put this on like a playlist because it's got a vibe that i like and it's and it's a little bit more like not weird <laughs> like it's just kind of really cool yeah 
Um, that's that. I put this at uh, where is it? Uh, at four point two. I really like this song. You know, it's gonna be a love song when he starts off with an R and B bitch and then a Big Daddy Kane reference. Cause I don't know if y'all know about Big Daddy Kane's love songs. But damn, does Big Daddy Kane have some fascinating love songs that I highly, I highly recommend people to listen to I'm Not Ashamed. All six minutes of it. It is one of the greatest six minutes of life. I don't know if I like it or not, but Big Daddy Kane, I'm not ashamed. And you'll understand. Um, but yeah, this one just feels like he'd be flexing on a chick, but in these really, really creative ways, like... You prefer a gangbanger? I become a felon. He's <laughs> just like, yo, whatever. I'm going to put that flim flam on you because I want you that bad. Is <laughs> basically what I took from this song. And he just kind of is listening. And it also feels like her game, too, is she's running it back. It's like she says she'll turn a dick to a dingling. I'm like, that's amazing. Because, right, you just picture, like, a dingling being, like, a little shrimpy shrimp. And then you're like, oh, I guess she'll, like, you know, take that shit, finish it off, and make it a dingling. And I'm like, that's the weirdest. But, like, it's creative. Like, I don't hear people saying that type of shit, you know? Um, and I feel like that's what this is. It's just, like, this weird flirty out there but like also kind of analytical perspective on the way people be like hooking up and shit and this like vibe it on this culture and like it, i could see this being fun to perform live and it, you could like put a little speech about how you know come meet me at the end uh, after the show you know what i'm saying and uh i think the beat's fun it's got a great energy i also think the way that clapping comes through adds like this theatrical layer to the song where that's something i feel he's very good at is creating this like experience where it's a little bit more than just your average song like every detail is thought about like at the very end when the beat flips up and he just starts being like young hot young you know like and it's like hey that's like referencing the album title on this cool afro drums beat flip up that really just kind of changes the energy and it's like five seconds before it goes on to the next track and i'm like that's really cool um i'm gonna give this another 4.5 it's pretty late I could listen to this again and again and not get bored. Um, now let's talk about I Keep That Pump Action. Chris, do you enjoy I Keep That Pump Action? I do. Uh, I like the intro, how it kind of shows, like, how, like, things can end up going really wrong. And now you have to, like, really figure out if you're going to snitch and how you're going to kind of play out uh, in trials and in courts and stuff like that, which does also play into the song itself where he kind of gives you this aspect of, like, yo, you can't trust anybody. And if you do a lot of this shit by yourself, you will be able to get out of these situations because people will talk if you fuck with them or if like you hang around them and shit and i think he does a really good job like even in the first verse you should find someone special fucking these hoes don't take a toll don't put that pussy in my face and it kind of feels like he knows that he has to find that like one person who he can trust but like just the way he kind of lives his life and the way he's like kind of just getting high on blow and he's just kind of doing what he does it's like he doesn't know if he can trust them is kind of what I got from that. Like, I'm trying to see it. Uh, I'm trying to see it up close, uh, trying to see it, whatever. I want to meet your folks. Just make me something, meet your folks. It kind of feels like he's like, 
I want to do these things, but I don't. And it's like, I kind of don't know how to go into this because of certain things that I've gone through with like trusting people. Um, I do like how I do like the uh, in the in the pre-chorus. He's like Avra Kedavra, my favorite one, a black 38. I thought that was kind of clever to be like, I can make you disappear with my gun. So that was cool. Um, I like how he kind of references like a lot of people just talk and they're not just talking like just between each other it's everywhere like on the fairgrounds they just talk and everybody's just kind of blabbing and even with their like when they're pillow talking it's all just like a bunch of snitching and he doesn't really look he doesn't look at that proper he's just like yo y'all shouldn't be talking about business y'all shouldn't be talking about shit y'all should just be keeping it to yourself and do what you got to do um i like how in the second verse he's like duh people are all just dicks booty talk too and it's like yo you all ain't really thinking about who you're talking to like these like some of these women may actually speak and may fucking snitch on you and like tell their homeboys or whatever uh pull up with that stick ain't no cop that i would talk to Facts. Guy's a straight OG. He's not talking to no no anybody like that. And it just kind of like flows really nicely. I did like the got homies chasing drugs like Jack be chasing Aku. That Samurai Jack reference is really dope. I thought that that I, I just a little throwback. So I thought that was cool. Um, but like it, it it flowed nicely. Like it 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 was just like this is hype, and I do enjoy like listening to this a little bit. It it. it it didn't really leave me with a lot. I gave it another 4.2 on 5. I like this one. I feel like you kind of hit the head on the nail. It's like be cautious with what you say. Like find your son- someone special that you can trust and shit because, you know, the, ra- the first verse is, I guess, you know, random pussy be like complicated, right? It complicated. I do enjoy the like, they'll snatch your soul right through your hole. Because that's kind of what be happening sometimes. You might get too fixated. It might distract you. It might be like a trap. Like, you never really know. But when you play in the random game, you never really know what that shit So find yourself someone to hold you down. And it's, like, smarter. And then you get that, like, chorus and shit where it's like, yo, I literally have to keep the pump action on me because I never know who going to be a what in the environment I'm in in life. And, you know, everybody around you just want to talk. And I'm like, hmm, this is very relatable, understandable material. It kind of does feel like that in life a lot. You really don't know who to trust, and everybody kind of likes to talk a lot. I mean, no matter who you is, you're engaging in some gossip. I'm sorry. But, like, and at that point, you know, just think about what people who really have no regard with their gossip, how they'd be talking. Um... Anyways, ride solo as much as possible. Don't don't be like implicating yourselves with other people who are just gonna snitch on you. And then I like how he kind of flips it as in the men be like this too. At the end of the day, everybody just kind of be like that. Um, and then he flexes a bit. And I really like the shit. And I think this song kind of fits in with the project. I feel like he's managing to keep the topics different, right? So we're like, as we move along, they're not exactly the same thing song to song. The vibes are evolving song to song. And this is some really engaging content. His flow is ridiculous. He keeps changing it. Everything about him is showing a mastery of this craft, in my opinion. And it's cool because literally I picked this shit off a list on some random shit. So it's, it's really nice to be delighted like this is all I'm saying. So it's another 4.5 for me. And then we can move into a fun title, Let's Kick His Ass. does it again with that juxtaposition (laughs) shit here. It's really funny. How do you feel about this one? I mean, this is is a great song in, in like, 
that like cellar not celebratory but like that like amped up i'm with you i'm riding with you let's kick his ass let's just do it let's just go for it like that's that's cool um i i, I mean that's really it to me um the bars are cool like I'll stab him, put a lemon in the gash, throw that in the lake and make a splash. Look him up in jumper cables, hit the gas. Well, I bet, his ass. I bet lemon juice in an open wound would hurt like a motherfucker, though. Yes, yes. Um, but like it's it's it just it had this like really like aggressive but passive aggressive type. Like I, they weren't yelling, they weren't screaming, like everybody was kind of like dabbing your sounded like, like a gospel track. Yeah, and it sounded like they were kind of zonked out just telling you the real facts of the situation and, like, kind of in this, like, looped-out way being like, yo, let's just fucking do it. What I thought was cool was, like, the the end, um, the last verse, Archibald Slim and Father, where he's, like, uh, kill his ass in his dreams like Scary Terry. Uh, that was cool. Little Rick and Morty, uh, if I'm not mistaken, reference for Scary Terry. That's funny. Uh, stomp his feet and slap his ass when he screamed like Tom and Jerry. That's funny how he's keeping it in like the cartoon TV world. I like that. Um, and then like just the whole, um, the whole, uh, fuck a slut and steal the strap out the nightstand. I was like, I, that's some like you, you trust zero people. You're on your own moves. You're on your own lane. And it kind of gives this like, emphasis to the like yo we really really this thuggish we really like y'all just keep kind of talking and we gangster and what was cool is like uh that boy done hit the floor and he knocked out now he bleeding that homie ain't never liked me at least now he has a reason and to me that kind of really stood out because i was like yo what if these guys are just kind of tired of people just talking shit without really getting to know them like just people don't like you because you're succeeding or because you got money or because you got this it's kind of like beating on haters who just hate you for no reason and that's kind of how like the last verse kind of wrapped up the whole track for me a little bit i mean the other two verses are pretty solid they do their thing um i like how oh actually i like the um I'm stepping on homies. I'm stepping on product. I'm stepping out in Gucci and Prada, putting my whole foot in homies' daughters, like the whole foot long, like his dick's a foot long, and he's like making the whole like stepping mm. out on people or bar reference. It's straight up a foot fetish. I mean, sure, that could be it too. I think it's more play on word, but whatever. I know, whatever. Uh, but like overall, I thought it was just a really creative, well-made song, and just like these three guys are just excited to go out and just kind of release some anger that they have because people from what I, what I feel is just people just keep kind of hating on like what they do. So that was pretty much it. Um, the beat was okay. It wasn't like anything that really was the greatest. It was like, I, this is kind of in line with what we've been getting. So I'm used to it. It's cool. Uh, I gave this a 4.5. So to me, this felt like a three, six mafia beat the shit out. Somebody Anthem but mixed with gospel music and shit. Like, it was like, it was like, like praising, like praising God. Like, let's kick his ass. But like, it's so airy, this beat. It's so pleasing. It's like, you're being taken to these heightened, happy places while simultaneously all of the bars on this track are really in line with let's rob this dude. Let's fuck up his whole life. I mean, he'd be blowing up the car in the first verse after putting dude in the trunk, really making sure there's no evidence. Um, 
I kind of like the fucking um, interlude thing that, like, the locked up with the killer that, ah, help, help. And it almost felt like, like, it felt like a person being satirical or, like, a robot voice reading it or something. In it's, the, a, like, it's a cartoon reference. There's, I, I can't point the cartoon, mm. but that voice that, like, I, I, it, it sounds like a Scooby-Doo type where they're like help and it's like all dramatic for that like it's clearly but it also feels so dry like it's not even sincere at all it's freaking funny to me i actually like i laughed when i first heard it um and then archibald slim's got this cool ass voice and just follows that up and i didn't really feel anything super popping out about each of their verses the bars is fire and intense i did think a bit about recording the videos right so like if you are fucking somebody up and then you record the video and then you have to leak it online because you can't really be putting it out on your own channel so you have to like find the next person to figure out a way to leak it and shit and it's like there is people that seem to be filming a lot of these fights and shit so evidently there's some level of ecosystem and logistical structure to the filming of the violent fighting that is happening in this shit Never thought about that before. Um, otherwise, though, I like this song a lot. I think juxtapositions are cool. And I think when people can, can play with your emotions via the the intensity of the lyrics, meeting the expectation that comes with these sounds of the beat, it's really amazing to me. That's, like, really cool art. And not a lot of people can deliver that shit really great or even think about it in the first place. So it's like this experimental side to the music that I really appreciate. So it's like a 4.75 for me. Um, let's move on to Vicky's Sermon. And that was Vicky's Sermon. Chris, what do you think about it? I mean, okay. Um, <laughs> like, okay. Like I, At first listen, I was like, this isn't for me. You're not talking to me. I can see where, like, as a dude listening to this, it's like, how can you ever please somebody or please a woman if you're not intact with God is essentially what I took from this. But I didn't really feel like this was for me. I think she was talking to the women and making it clear that she's talking to them. Um yeah like i get it in terms of the project like it seems like we've gotten a lot of like hectic things and he's clearly like around cocaine and he's clearly like fucking random women and like just a bunch of this shit so you can kind of get this aspect of like he's not really in tune with himself or with god or maybe like loves himself a lot so how can he please you given what we've already listened to so like in the project itself i'm like this works uh which is why i essentially gave it a four but like I don't know like individually i'm kind of like this is like a three like it, it, it i don't know what this is what it is like it's just find yourself somebody who loves god so he can love himself and love you and you'll be happy and a lot of people are not having god in their life and that's why we're all kind of fucked up like that's just kind of how i looked at it so i, I left mean, it with a four yeah uh but it's also like trying to communicate the idea that like so, like, what does it mean to know God? I mean, there's the religious connotation of it, but it's also you could extrapolate people that are driven by a higher purpose than themselves, right? So mm. if you have a person who's being driven by a higher purpose, whether it be God or some fucking karma or some community or some higher ethos, then they're being governed by a set of rules or something where you can tell that their actions 
uh, how they pursue their life is done in such a way where it's to the betterment of those around them. And I think the alternative to this is to be driven by oneself and the egocentrism of just leading for yourself. And a lot of people's actions are extremely focused on the little universe that they make up you know, without real consideration into the bigger picture and the bigger systems of life. So I think when she's like, everybody trying new stuff without God, y'all ain't going to get nowhere. Y'all ain't going to be happy. Do it the right way. It's going to work better. Just that part alone. If you take out the idea of God in a religious context and replace it with just the systems of life or Gaia, if you're playing Final Fantasy VII, I mean, it's the same kind of general idea. You know, maybe it's like, caring about the planet and shit in these times um or just focusing on the people around you and building up things in the right ways like there are effectively rules to making a good business if you want to participate in the games of entertainment industries there are rules that you must follow in order to do it the right way and if you do it the right way it works better so i think it's using yeah. god in a spiritual sense because often our souls are overlooked and a lot of people out there in their pursuits of ethos don't even consider the moral implications of how they live and whatnot. And I think when she goes, I know this ain't the Bible. It's, it's like, I'm not trying to make it about Christianity. It's like the bigger picture of it all. And mm. I don't know. I'm a spiritual person driven by God. So this shit makes sense to me. Um, I gave it like a 4.25. It's a nice little interlude. That, I think, adds a bit of, while it may all look a certain way based off of the content you've heard, there is more to it about why we operate the way we do. Um, it's an interesting point. So I think, um, yeah, Bounty is the next one. Gotta love a good organ. Um, Chris is like, no, you don't. <laughs> No, the organ's cool. Uh, like the beat's cool. His flow's cool. Um, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of just like, this is all cool. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just left with, this is dope. Um, I like how he goes in the in the chorus. Um, Homies call me Mr. Silicon Valley. FNN got text and gadgets. I thought that was a cool line. Um, it's yeah uh yeah yeah ho got me up off the mattress comfort me i'm full of malice feeling trigger happy i know these people want to clap me it's like i can feel that you're you're dealing with like issues and you again they're still like with the life you kind of live you kind of have to be on alert all the time and always kind of like keep your head on that swivel so i get that um what's really cool to me for this is the is the way he just kind of tells you real bars and real like grimy situations on just all like beats that I just wouldn't think you would rap like that to, mm. or like be like this type of energy to. So that's, what's really cool. Uh, the rest of it. I'm just kind of like, yeah, yeah, this is, this is not like we have heard this before. Cause the flow is different. And also I want to, I want to make it clear, like nothing on this project sounds the same in terms of like sonically, everything sounds different. What Chris is trying to say is I don't know how to analyze the same content anymore and sound different facts so with that being said i gave this a four on five yeah that silicon valley line was hard 
And then I just like this chorus a lot. I like the idea of him walking through with a bunch of fucking money and being like, I'm going to make it happen. And the girl coming with me, yo, she naked under the jacket. She get to clapping. I'm like, it's so simple, but it's so enjoyable. And the visuals are like you're picturing him walking through in this vibe. And then, you know, the Silicon Valley vibe also. It's just all of it's like a vibe, I would say. And then I think it's interesting how he uses like auto-tune or pitch correct or one of these fucking effects on his voice to really kind of sauce it up in a way that I don't think we've heard on this project, adding an entire other layer to the delivery where it's like he's had basically a lot of drier vocals is all I'm saying on pretty much everything else. And, yo, by that last line where he's like, or you can go join my fucking team, like his voice is completely morphed. Like it's got a lot of effects on it, but it sounds really cool. And I know a lot of people out there in the world hate the effects and whatnot, and that's all fine by them. But, yo, effects is wild cool, and it makes more theatrical experiences because the studio production of a song is an experience. It's a product. It's beyond specifically what a rapper can project with their voice. So I'm glad to see when people can fuck with that and make it all sound really cool. Um, and he keeps it, like, throughout the verse. Like, this is, like, a sauced-up song, all things considered. I, I don't have a whole lot to comment on the verse, except that I like how after he'd pay to see all this shit, uh, when it goes, me wind up dead, he goes, they'd pay to see that. Like, nah, I'm not going to go pay to see that. I'll pay to see all this other shit because fuck all of here. That's how bold I am. You're not going to do it. I'm going to pay to see that, except for the I'm going to be dead part. That's what they're paying to do. And I kind of like that. Um, but yeah, this song has a cool beat, a cool flow. It keeps the project moving along. And I think the use of organs and shit and the, the idea of a bounty after the sermon song, you know, maybe it's like a spiritual bounty. Maybe it's like what you get after it's done uh, in terms of following and doing it right. You get a lot of successes and a lot of stresses and a lot of haters and a lot of things like that. So I appreciate this song. I give it a 4.35 on 5. Let's move on to Conquer and Provide. All right, Chris, how do you feel about this one? I think it's a very bold statement that he goes on the pre-chorus. God makes mistakes. I do not like just after having Vicky Sermon tell us to be like, believe in God and find God and all this stuff. He's like, nah, God makes mistakes. I do not. I am perfect. I thought that was just a very bold statement. And I thought, I thought it was cool. Like not even, not even trying to be like shady on this. Um, What was real? what I liked about this is this idea that he is the provider and that like he knows his role, that he's going to change people's lives. He's going to do things and hold people down and like, but don't get it twisted. Like in the, in the bridge when he's like, yes, I provide it's by design. Like, I don't know how to not provide for people. I don't know how to not make sure people got what they need and got what they do and like give back and all that shit. So it's like, when he says what's yours is yours. I feel like it's kind of like, what's yours is yours, like kind of like a little bit like attackive because he's like, what's yours is mine. Like I've given you this, I've given you these bars, I've given you these flows, I've given you this place to stay while you're out like hoeing on the street, right? At one point he kind of like mentions that or whatever. Um, I get busy while you hoe, uh, listen to the streets. Yeah, I'm told. It's like he, he kind of knows that like there's shit happening around him and that people may just be kind of living their own lives while also benefiting from him. But he's also like, yo, I'm well aware of this. Like, I'm well aware. I think I may have fucked up. And that's kind of what I get from the verse where he's like, boy, I'd be missing all my hoes. Please bring back all my hoes. Like, I'm, I may have like fucked up 
kind of going down one path uh you know bring back my clothes and give me all my flows like yo y'all know i started this y'all know i'm i'm like the og of these type of flows so like give me my respect type shit um and i thought it was cool i really did enjoy the beat this was more like softer and had that like wavy type of water vibe like every time i hear a beat like this i just feel like Mm. there's like a there's like I don't know if it's because of like the music videos I've seen and shit, but I feel like there's water somewhere or there's like a leaky tap and you're like getting that like view. And it's like this weird, like kind of in a weird space. We're kind of just flowing type shit. I don't know. It's really, it was really good. Like I do. I, I overall, I did like this song. Um, I gave this a 4.5. Yeah. I feel like this is another one of them boss kind of vibes. Like, yo, I will take you out. I specialize in headshots, I'm slimy by nature, move on a little bit, you know, now that person sleeping with the fishes, now a person fucking with his bitches, or sleeping with his bitches, and I'm like, mm, he be dealing with shit, so it's like, as much as he provided, it feels very much like he coming in like a mafioso boss that has all this success in like the streets, but simultaneously be doing it with the music, being one of them real yeah. deal types where a lot of people maybe are meal ticketing off of him, but yeah. I feel like I don't have a whole lot more to say with this song in terms of its lyrics. It was another one of those wavy ones where he comes through and he flows. And I find like he rides over the beat super airily. And his delivery is super pristine in this as well. Like to give him his full props, like every syllable is crisply placed in the perfect spot it needs to be to make that flow sound super nice over the beat. And I feel like the production's good, the structure is nice, but. It's a bit repetitive, and I mean, this one was less engaging for me than most of the other ones, so I'm going to give it a four. It's like technically a great, good song on every objective level of making songs, but I don't know why I was less drawn to this one compared to other ones. Um, either way, next one's called Horsepower. Chris, do you like Horsepower? Yeah, I ain't got much to say. It kind of just flowed. Like I didn't, I, I didn't really like his delivery was cool. Um, that, that whole like tech part, uh, treat her like a pet. Look at my wrist. It's high tech. Look at my cup. It's high tech. Look at my tech. Ignore the text. That was cool to me. Uh, but like there, it was just a lot of flexing and it kind of just did what it did. I really was just like, had trouble with this one. I replayed it, replayed it. And I was like, I like the beat. I like the, the high trumpet, the, the anthemic feel it kind of feels like powerful and you know you're like rising up and elevating with like the the the, the instrumental and all that but just like i don't know i was just like i right, like cool you made a bad boys reference cool uh you know whatever it was a four on five i was just like i like nothing more nothing less i mean i feel like this song kind of has momentum you know, like he comes through and it's like a ride you're going on with him and he's fucking some girls and he's kind of putting himself out in this mission statement of who he is. And it feels like snippets of a lot of the same content. Like um, if he let live, get close and poke him, I'll pack his cut up, come smoke him, selling meth to white boys and Volcom. I run and shit haphazard. You know, it's like the sense of, yo, this is a wild ride that we on. Now who brags about selling meth? That's not that often, I think. Maybe I'm just, like, not hearing about the people who sell meth a lot, but I wanted to point that out. 
I usually don't hear that. Like when you hear a new drug that gets referenced like that, I know meth isn't a new drug and obviously people are selling meth, but usually people are doing it in some weird Walter White reference, not like, B, I was selling meth to them white boys. I like that bar. Um, and then I kind of like the part at the end when people is like, keep hitting me up saying I need to work on my branding. Bitch, fuck branding. I'm a bread counting black bandit. So it's like, yeah, I could do better pushing out this brand or whatever, but I'm too focused out here going out there and getting what's mine. As we learned previously, those who take what's theirs do better in life. Um, I like the chorus because it just feels like this like anthemic shit where like, you know, <laughs> I drink whiskey. I don't sit brandy. And what's cool is because that's right off the branding thing. So he flips it to brandy and then just kind of keeps running that little rhyme scheme thing. I find it really just like, you picture him in a whip living this lifestyle of high elegance risk taking and I fucks with it a lot. I fuck with it a, lo- a whole bunch or I make her pussy come live like Jumanji. That's a cool line because like the whole board game comes to life and shit and all kinds of wild shit be going on in Jumanji land. So it's making a bunch of wild shit go on with the pussy. I don't know. I got the songs that make him come out. the undies fair. That's a flex. Not everybody can do that. Basically, I just like the vibe of this song. I'm going to go ahead and give it a 4.35. And I like the beat. I like the way he runs it. And I feel like, again, it's delivering on being different this late in the album where you're not necessarily left with the sense of I've heard this before. It's just, it's nice. It's really cohesive. Um, The next one is called Only Built for Hermes Links. All right, Chris, what are your thoughts on Only Built for Hermes Links? I mean, I like the only built for Cuban link shout out. That's dope. Paying homage to that. I like how we switched that to Aramaze, make it more like modern, make it more like kind of trendy and what people are doing right now. Um, I like this. I mean, this is a bop to me. This is a bop. The, the whole the beat just got that like vibe to it, that flow to it. And I just keep bopping my head and I just keep going with it. And it's just really dope. Um I like how fathers like walk in, make a promise I cannot keep. I'm just trying to get knee deep in your pink. And it's just like, I like how he's just being honest. Like he's kind of like, yo, like I'm just going to say shit to get what I want. And if I can get what I want and take what I want, I'm going to do what I want. Um, I like how he's putting on his boys. I like how he's like letting people know like, yo, I feed my people. I make sure my homies got what they have. They're also leveling up. They're also succeeding, which is cool. Um, And I feel like it just has everything that, something i guess more to, to more i guess popular has with it um even with like tony snow or whatever that was super cool too like i like i like his like energy and his aggressive vibe to it and and, and the flow that he's bringing um i like the i'm a monster i ball hard and she turned into a freak that like um space jam reference the way he kind of flips the monsters and the basketball thing with the ball hard that was super cool um <clears throat> Was is is Lil Weezy a, a, a different person or was he really on the block with Weezy? That's cool. If that is who I think that is, I think it's because uh, he said cool. I'm counting cash money. Yeah, I mean, like I get that reference. I was just like, you know, you're just saying you're on the block with Lil Weezy. I'm just saying, like, 
could be a shadow or whatever. Um, but I like this. Like, I mean, I, I overall like this. It had more of that like energy, that more like flexy vibe, that more just my type of feel. Like, just it had that like, yo, we 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 balling, we doing what we do, and we just being gangsters about it. Um, yeah, I love this. Was like actually one of the highest ones I put this on a four point seven. Like, this was probably one of my favorite tracks. Just I, I didn't feel like there's much to really say about it because it's kind of just really straightforward. I mean, I don't know if it's one of my favorites, but I understand that it's a cool vibe. To me, this kind of felt like another flexy, flary, ride the beat airiness to it. I like the chorus. It's got a bravado and a confidence to it. I really just like the line, she gonna show whole bend over, gonna spread. Like, look at these clothes, bitch. Look at these threads and the idea, like... Look at what I'm wearing. Do you really think you're going to have to worry with me? I can afford all this gear on me. You got nothing to fear. And I just appreciate it. And then immediately after, I'll kill whoever. You see what I'm saying? You good. Mm. I got rich on this embezzlement shit. We good. And then back to all this. Look at everything my boys have. Look at how stocked we are. Look at all this. We are ready. You got nothing to fret about. Um, I also really like the I'm a monster, I ball hard, and she turned into a freak line because that's fun, uh, the space jams, and again, being the villain and not the good guy. Although, arguably, the monster do look pretty cool in like the first space jam. I don't know. Anyway, um, overall, it's a great song. It's well made. It's less the vibe I would go put on, but it still extremely fits the project, keeps it alive because, again, we're pretty deep in it, and they're still coming up with like distinct vibes to give us and i think that's what makes it a good listen a lot of times lyricism might carry it but this is something you could just throw on in multiple scenarios and these songs will just kind of enhance the mood um so yeah the last one on the project is bichon fries all right chris what do you think about bichon fries <clears throat> i just like the statement of like yo i make more money selling this <laughs> like that's really what i took away from this is like i make more money selling blow and doing all this type of lifestyle than i do off rap and i've already proved to y'all that i'm like a really dope rapper and i can do these bar things and i can really get at mcs but like i don't know besides that i was just kind of like all right this is cool like i still prefer the last track better um in terms of just like overall energy and everything to me uh, this just kind of felt like let's close the project on something that kind of matches what the last one has. Let's not like lose that type of momentum vibe energy. Uh, so it still had that, like those drums and the kicks and like the do, 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 which was kind of cool. It kind of brought you back up a little bit, uh, at least for me, but like overall, I was like, I, right, this is, this is dope. Just go, go do your thing, make your money and, and enjoy and enjoy life. That's, that's kind of how I really took a lot of this. So. Left it with a four on five. Yeah, I really like the vibe of this one a lot more than the last one. To me, it just feels like it reminded me more of like the earlier songs on the project where it felt more experimental and kind of weird with it. Like it has this beat that makes you kind of want to move and then this flows kind of back on that horror core almost sound, I think. Then like it might not be the right term for it, but it felt like more aggressive and spooky sounding, all things considered, especially with the idea of how you can make more money off a of selling blow. I really like to buy myself a little bichon freeze, put a bitch on freeze while I push this snow. That's a pretty good line. 
Because I didn't know it was a dog at first, but then you realize it is, and then a bitch is a female dog, and then it's like, okay, he could be talking about his little dog and actually putting some ice on that shit because of the snow he's pushing. It's pretty cool. It's clever is what I'm trying to say. And then verse is pretty standard. He's kind of flexing his shit. Um, the other people around them, you know, they don't really comment correct. They don't really do it. He's the one that really do it. All his funds is illegal because that's where he really makes the money off. You know, music thing isn't really it in terms of money. Um, and then, I don't know, second verse, same kind of deal. It doesn't feel like I have a lot more to comment on it, but I don't feel like I'm giving it justice because the way he was delivering it and the way the flow was coming off and the overall vibe of bumping this track is really dope. And the way he hits the beat is, again, really precise, but at a very, like, at this point on the project lyrics level, I don't know what else to say about it except that it follows suit and ends the project on a good consistency with what we've been getting the whole time, but also still sounding kind of new and different than what we've heard recently. So yeah, uh, I give it a four and a half on five. It's a pretty good song. What do you think about the project as a whole? Overall, I, I think this was a good introduction for me, at least, to get an idea of who Father is. Um, I like it. I was really impressed by how nothing on this project sounds the same, despite maybe lyrical content. Uh, sonically, everything sounded different. Everything had a different type of vibe, atmosphere, and just all of those things that just really was impressive. Like, it, whether it was like a subtle change or there was like a completely different tone to what the song was about, it was cool. And that's what kind of kept me going through this project. Um, his flow is great. He really does well with like just switching up with the like the little not choppy parts but like he kind of like goes fast at some points and then slows down but really knows how to fit certain pockets and just the way he fuses with certain beats was really cool i liked it uh maybe not one of my favorite favorite projects i might have other things but it's dope it's a dope project i gave it a 4.3 on five yeah, it really fucks with this project. Um, I think it's got a cool energy to it. The production is really standout. It has a lot of juxtapositions, a lot of different vibes and energies. It dabbles between mainstream and super experimental. And you kind of go seamlessly between that while maintaining this consistency of being a dude who's really about it whilst also having clever puns throughout the way. But also songs that are just really in your face this is exactly what I'm saying, confidence. And I feel like he showcases a wide versatility of styles across this project. Um, I'd never heard of Father before, so I had no preconceptions, but he really brought it, in my opinion. Uh, his technique is really fantastic. The overall production on the album is really fantastic. The engineering is well done. And I kind of get now why this kid has that look on his face listening to it. I don't know. I give it like a 4.35, 4.4 as a project. Um, and I think it's something worth listening to. Like, it's, I don't think there's any skippables. I feel like you can just throw it on and enjoy it. It's pretty short, a lot of shorter songs. And I think that, like, he keeps it versatile enough to maintain interest. And this really works as a mixtape. I think it's a mixtape. Um, so I really enjoyed it. Uh, that's all I got to say about it. Um, so, yeah, thanks to everybody who came through and uh watch this with us live on the twitch where we all got to bump the music together for those of you watching on the youtube or wherever else twitch.tv slash behind that suit come through and join us sundays at approximately 12 p.m we relate today est uh and we try to run it each week 
and um yeah make sure to like comment subscribe if you want to see us review a particular album patreon.com slash behind that suit show some love and fiscal supports is all i'm saying and uh yeah everybody out there we appreciate you again one more time we're gonna go ahead and do whatever else we're gonna do it this day and uh no we're not doing that raid i don't understand these people with their follower only chats screw it we're gonna do this raid and yeah live long and prosper everybody